0: Hello, this is Tony Barini, and I am here today for uh, the series of What Leaders Say, the podcast series, and I have the privilege and honor to be able to talk to the Mayor of the City of Charleston, Mr. John Tecklenburg. John, I'm going to kind of leave it up to you to go ahead and kind of start with just how about just telling us what do you think, what are some of the key things that you you have, some of your key principles, that you implore on a daily basis or how did you get to where you are i mean this is a big big job that you have so share that with our audience well it
1: is a big job thank you tony for having me with you today um this may sound uh, a little corny maybe i've been a rotarian for 30 years and um our motto is service above self and about six years ago um when it became apparent that mayor Riley Was not going to run for re-election, I basically answered a call in my life based upon the sum total of all my experiences, from business to community involvement to working for Mayor Riley back during the 90s, to being involved in in both social and political issues in my whole adult life, um, I felt a call to serve and um and and that led me to offer myself uh, to to this position and um i I enjoy it so much to think about getting up every day and being able to be of help to someone else that just that just turns me on and um so so that's what led me here and i'm I'm just uh, so so happy to have the opportunity
0: yeah and that that's it's it's funny that you bring that up uh I would dovetail that into leadership. I think leadership is all about serving others and being of service to other people. So I would say that you're a good leader, but part of the reason why you're an effective leader is because of the skill sets that you learned by serving others.
1: Well, I, th- I think so, and, and um, I guess another component of that, or at least my view of it and my style, is uh, to be a good listener oh. um, rather than being a bossy, tell people what to do kind of guy. I like to listen to people and, and discern from them good ideas and and how um, working collaboratively can move folks together. You know, in politics um, um, and in government, I find that uh, compromise is not a dirty word. And if you, if you have your ears open and your heart open to the needs of the community, um, you know, you can you can find a path forward even though you might uh respectfully disagree with someone's uh opinion about something. So that's what I always seek to do is find that common thread that that generally points us in the direction as a community we wanna go. And and you never get uh you know everything you want that way maybe, but you get what's possible. And that's uh, that's what it's all about.
0: I think that's great. I think again, be in a server and being a good and effective listener where you actually take in people's what you may not necessarily agree but you need to understand from their perspective where that other person is you know i'm saying whatever their viewpoint might be when and i was gonna and that's two great attributes in my opinion of being an effective leader is to serve and to be an effective listener is there anything else that comes to mind as far as i mean because again the city of charleston is very complex and there's There's all these different views of how the city should be run. And I cannot imagine being in your position.
1: Well, um, not just in my position, but in life, I think that uh, persistence is important. And so, um, for example, I felt strongly when I ran four years ago that getting a damper uh, control over the growth of hotels in our city was an important thing to protect our neighborhoods. I had pushback from my council on this issue. Uh, there were some that never saw a hotel room they didn't like. And um, it took coming back to them with different proposals before able to find enough common threads to get everybody together, uh, including members of the uh, commu- business community and the hospitality industry and neighborhood leaders. Bringing everybody together led to uh, 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 a really solid proposal that's gotten first reading finally by City Council and should be finalized next month. So uh, sticking with it and um, I I guess the other thing I, I, I would say is maintaining a focus on the things that you really think are important and so when I look at issues for example, I believe one of our number one issue in the city right now, at this point in our history, is to address drainage and flooding. Mm. Um, You know, I've seen uh, in the last four years um, Hurricane Matthew, Hurricane Irma, rain bombs, extreme weather, and the reality of uh, sea level rise. It's not some uh, school theory. It's, It's real. It's real. We've seen it. Uh, sea level rise in Charleston Harbor over a foot in the last 100 years, real-time measurements that have been made for now over 100 years. But here's the scary part. In the last 20 years, the rate of increase has quadrupled. And so if you just do the simple math, we'll see a uh, rise of an additional 2 to 3 feet in the next 50 years. And you know how low the low country is. We're
0: already low as it is.
1: So if we're not planning for the future now, both with with the projects we need and the mentality of living and managing water, um, I'll just put it this way. I feel it's an existential crisis for our city and the most important thing. So when, when I realize that and it becomes a priority, I tend to really focus on things and try to become as best as I can. Um, an expert on the matter and um and so that's the kind of attention and and focus i bring when when we realize those priorities there's a couple of other issues that are important to our city like affordable housing and i could go on for some time about that issue as well and mobility getting around traffic and transportation so all these things impact uh our quality of life and livability here in the city, but uh, this is how I judge my day, so to speak. If I'm doing something every day about flooding and drainage, about affordable housing, and about traffic and transportation, I've had a good day.
0: And I would say that if you address those three core issues that the majority of people in the city of Charleston, that's their biggest concerns. Because if they try to drive from point A to point B, and we get a good rain, they get frustrated. If they're looking for a place to live, you're right. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's great we have all these tourists and we have all these various people from various parts of the world that come here because Charleston is number one travel destination. And that brings its own, in my opinion, that brings its own issues. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're addressing those things and the traffic um, and the flooding, uh, and everything else, I mean, I think you have that in affordable housing, I think that's kudos to you
1: those I mean, are those are core issues and I, I must i guess add that there's an umbrella over everything, and that's public safety yes, sir. keeping our citizens safe, and that 's the core responsibility of city government, and so of course, primarily through our police and fire protection and those departments. Um, That's a core function. But also added to that is emergency management. In fact, um, my very first day on the job after I got sworn in as mayor uh, almost four years ago, I insisted that we have a mock emergency and activate our municipal emergency operations center, our MIOP, because that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night is um, what if. Amen uh, to that. Yeah so emergency preparedness police and fire protection public safety that's the overall umbrella and i'm really um blessed we are blessed as a city to have new leadership not that our old leadership was bad by any means but um chief reynolds uh, came on board a little over a year ago to lead our police department And chief courier about the same time leading our fire department. They're two remarkable leaders. Uh, They know the business professionally, but they also have great compassion and a heart for what they're doing. So uh, we're we're really blessed to have them uh, working on the team.
0: Uh, Now that's yeah. I think you. I think you're right. I think you've done a great job of working with the city officials. I think you've done a great job of of addressing i think what are the main issues those three issues you just mentioned everybody i talk to that's first and foremost and i think it's great that you're not kind of down in the minutiae doing things that really don't matter to most people because at the end of the day it is it is important that everybody feels that the mayor is on task and doing what they think is the most important no matter what you do not the majority you're never going to get 100 percent agreement that's right it was always going to be those naysayers, but you got to, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for the, for the city. And I think you're, you're, I think you're doing an amazing job. Well,
1: thank you. And that's not to say there, there are not a lot of other things we're working on, from parks to short-term rentals to livability to uh, recreation programs. I mean, the list goes on and on. But um, uh, wonderful things are going on in our city. We opened, for example, about um, nine months ago now something a facility up on upper meeting street called our navigation center and it's to help those who are experiencing homelessness
0: oh wow who who
1: aren't even staying in the shelter because the shelter at 180 place they do a terrific job they're they're full and so there's still folks living on the street uh we we helped hundreds of them when i first became mayor uh, leading to the end of tent cities. Yeah that were underneath under, the bridge underneath the bridges just hundreds of people were living I know there, there was no sanitation. It was really becoming a public safety um, uh, um, Challenge uh, we were able to work uh, Compassionately, but to find housing for those that were willing to uh, Participate and others we helped them uh, maybe get back to another place so um that's what we're continuing to do, uh, because homelessness is like a stream of consciousness. Even if you say by the definition that you have ended homelessness, that means that you've got the system in place to help people keep their period of homelessness as short as possible. Because there are still people out there just a check or two away. From being homeless right no, I mean it's yes you always got people falling into it so anyway this center we open up on Upper um, Meeting Street as uh, it's, um, it's sponsored by the city we provided the property and expenses for the building but we pulled together partners like um, uh, Charleston Dorchester Mental Health um, that has a full-time uh, uh, employee there to help folks with those issues the medical university has a telehealth um, um, outpost there. Uh, South Carolina works to help people who are willing and able to get a job. Uh, a housing counseling uh, service so that um, once they get a job they got a little bit of income, we can help them find a place to live. So we're providing these services um, at the same time um, that we we've, we've, we've toughened up a little bit on on folks on the street, if if they if they're camping out in our city park uh, for over a forty-eight hour period, we we don't allow that. Anymore. We'll say we're going to help you, but if you're not willing to take our help, uh, you got to move on.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think it's I think it's great, and I, that's part of the reason why I think we are the number one tourist destination. Because when I go to a lot of other cities. I see a lot of people living in the streets, where in Charleston, I don't see people living in the streets because what you're doing is being proactive, and you're trying to give them a place to go versus Tent City and all these other things that I see in so many other places.
1: I'm not saying there aren't any. There are folks. That there are. There's people, always going to be that managing, 1%. I don't we're see many. we it as well, and as compassionately Just, as, yeah. as I believe we can.
0: Okay, so so far to to become an effective leader, in, in in order to get into the position that you are in now, the mayor of our beautiful city, basically you've summarized three three big things: service, effective listener, and being persistent. What else comes to your mind that's gotten you to where you are now? If I wanted to be mayor one day, I mean, what are some of the attributes that have gotten you to where you're at? Well, I would. Those are those are biggies. But is there anything else that you can think of that?
1: Be present. Be involved. Mm-hmm. Get involved in the community. And um, you know, part of my lifelong journey has been uh, wow. community involvement. Um, I, I went from nonprofit to nonprofit, uh, serving and helping. In fact, I was president of the board of of uh, One Eighty Place before it became One Eighty Place. It was Crisis Ministries. So maybe there lies some of my passion for uh, helping one another and helping the homeless particularly. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Tony, um, I really believe the Lord put us here for a reason to help one another, right. uh, to be kind and respectful to one another. That's just kind of my uh, my calling and my philosophy and my belief, my value system. And, um, you know, that, that's why it's so exciting and meaningful to me what I'm doing as mayor, because it gives me that opportunity to uh, do that on a day-to-day basis. But, but I, w- I would just advise, uh, uh, and I, I do this, I encourage young people all the time, whenever I go to um, particularly high school age kids, you know, not only to be involved and to know about current issues and all like that, but to think about public service as it should be an honorable profession, I hate to admit it, but with, um, with uh, you know, information about politics and politicians and it becoming kind of a, quote, dirty word to some folks, you yeah, never want to get involved, I never want, want to do that. We need to encourage young people to step up, to be leaders, to consider uh, positions of public service. I mean, they are our future and, and our future leaders, and, and uh, I'm not going to be around here forever, <coughs> and uh, no one will. And so we always have to continue to strive to, to make better young leaders for our world. Uh, I, I think often of that expression, you know, I'm trying to make a better world for our children, a better world for our young people, and, and, and I would twist that and say it's more important to lead better children and better young leaders for our work.
0: Which is part of the reason why we're here today is, I mean, I have the honor of knowing you personally and the honor of the fact that you take some time out of your busy, crazy day to meet with me, to go over your basically, uh, you know, pearls of wisdom, if you will, that have helped you to get to where you are. But you're doing it right now indirectly because there's going to be thousands of people that are going to tap into this that would not have the opportunity to sit with you and you don't have the time to sit with everybody. But what you're doing now is you're giving back okay. and passing on because, you know, these are really to be kind, get involved, be persistent. Cause a lot of people in service and, and, and being a good listener, those are things that I tell people exactly. I'm right there with you. That's what I tell people all the time. There's no magic sauce to any of this. That's There's nice. so many different things that if you do, and if your heart's in the right place, like yours is, it's amazing how things work out.
1: Be yourself, follow your faith. I was really blessed, Tony, to um, have wonderful parents as role models. Uh, they lived, uh, they're both past now, and they both lived uh, remarkable lives showing their faith and their caring and love for, for their fellow man and woman, no matter who they might be. And I, and I grew up in a family like that, so um, I, 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 um, I, I thank them and I thank um, the faith that I have in God that's kind of led me to do, to do this.
0: Well, it's, to me, it shows. I mean, you walk the talk. I mean, you're not just talking it. You're living it. And it's because, again, of your, your, your spiritual values, your Christian values, had, you had good role models to look at. I think, again, back to being of service i mean to me that's the number one commandment is if seek to serve other people Absolutely. most people are seeking who are, who's going to serve me but in, in being in what you do the the head of the city it's all about trying to serve our, our our community of people
1: you know all of the major religions of our human history be it judaism muslim christian even buddhism and hinduism they all have some component of the golden rule, you know, to love one another and to treat each other with respect. Mm. All of these philosophies and religions do that. I think it's universal and um, it's, in my view, what, what what God has put us here for.
0: I completely agree. Treat others as the way you'd want to be treated. If people did that, instead of being, you know, real snappy or whatever, you know, or not really, if you're sitting with somebody my, my experience is most people just want to be profoundly understood, where the other person, they typically what they want is, is they want to get their point across. Is that, I mean, all this stuff is common sense, you know what I'm saying? But it's great to, that we are blessed to have someone like you that's doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. I wanted to ask you real quickly, uh, yeah. how do you, I mean, with the city as diverse as ours is, how do you deal with the differences? Is there, a, do you? Uh, what's your secret to that, to try to still, I mean, you got to have goals, long-term goals, which, you know, I'm sure, you know, you, you're looking at, I'm sure your goal already too, but how do you deal with the differences in the city? Is it compromising here, or is it just being a good listener, and then maybe you change your views, or, I mean, is there a secret to that, to getting things done?
1: Well, um, being a great listener or a good listener is, um, is a necessary step. I would say being respectful of uh, everyone is a good second step. Thirdly, the the realization that people with different perspectives all bring something to the table. So if you're analyzing a problem and you've got um, a dozen folks with different backgrounds, they're going to see something that I I don't see. Um, uh, I... And the product of my lifetime of experiences and uh, learning and knowledge and all like that, but um, someone else has a different perspective because they had their own lifetime of experiences and situations. So I just find when you respect that and you all get together and sh- and share those different perspectives, you end up with with a better product at the end of the day, and that's why. Um, Inclusivity and this respect for diversity is—it's more than just a couple of buzzwords or phrases. It's—it's part of um, what I feel that we need to engage in proactively, in order to uh, to to move forward in in a good fashion. So be um, it—you know—participation in city government and boards and commissions. and getting a task force together to analyze a problem. You want to get um, you know different sides, different vested interests, different um, uh, perspectives on, on any given problem or challenge uh, in order to get the, the best result at the end of the day. That's why it's so important. That's how we deal with it.
0: I think that's awesome. I think, you know, what you, what you said it, in, out in the real world corporate America, the companies that I see that are really, really successful, they employ what you just said. What they do is the head guys get everybody's input and what they find when they do that. And they truly try to seek to understand and they get all these great ideas. And at the end of the day, what they come up with is something even more dynamic than they originally thought. And corporate America the effective companies are employing exactly what you talked about. I didn't realize that within the government you could you could do that too, but that's that's awesome that you can do that.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. and it's the intended uh purpose of having a diverse city council. And even though I as a mayor may bring forward initiatives and ideas and amendments, we we discuss those, you might say we debate them from time to time. But it's kind of like making sausage. It's not always pretty, but at the end of the day, you get a better product by having those different viewpoints and discussion happen, and it leads to a a better result for our citizens.
0: Well, conversely, the other thing, too, by doing that, what happens is not just you necessarily change, but the person that may feel this way, once you get into meaningful dialogue and you truly understand their position, they may come over to your position or somewhere in the middle.
1: That's right.
0: So that's, it's a two way street. It's not, Absolutely. so I think that's the great thing about doing that. Absolutely. All right. Right now we're almost at 24 minutes and I just, in recap, what I like, because again, the purpose of the podcast is this is again, a 20 to 30 minute drive to on someone's driving home or they're coming to work and they just want to listen to this. Uh, is there anything else that you in recap? I mean, the big things that I've gotten so far, my big golden nuggets with you is service, being a really good listener persistence. I cannot stress that enough. A lot of people give up. Um, but again, you're tenacious, getting involved, being kind, being respectful, uh, and uh, participation. Um, is there anything else that you can think of to our listening audience here that you think would be what, give them some, work, again, pearls of wisdom to enable them to kind of grow in whatever they may want to grow, whether it's in government or out in the, in the business world?
1: Well, I'll close, Tony, again by thanking you for having me with you today. Um, But with this um, little tidbit of how, another way I view my service as mayor and what a mayor ought to do. And number one is to be real, uh, be truthful, uh, have integrity, uh, tell it like it is. Um, The second is to, in, in what I do, is try to share this inspiration for our citizens to make Charleston to be a better place, and and as we've discussed, that involves different perspectives and different viewpoints and ideas, and but if everybody is inspired to try to make Charleston to be the best place it can be for us to live our lives, boy, uh, we're going to end up with a good result. Um, so. Be real, be truthful and uh and 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 try to uh uh work and inspire, collaborate with folks to make this city to be the best it can be. That's what I wanted.
0: That's awesome. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your crazy schedule. uh Lord knows that you are you go from one meeting to the next trying to deal with all these different perspectives, and I appreciate the fact that you took time so we can pass this on. There's lots of people out there, there's schools that actually listen to this. You know, where they're, they're trying to t- train or teach their kids or expose their kids to leadership principles and all the things that you talked about today are really, really important. It's not always my way or the highway. It, there's so many good things that you shared today, and I just want to say thank you very much.
1: One last thing. Yep. Go uh, ahead. I wish I had had you come last Friday a week ago. We had the graduation of the inaugural first year class of Mayoral Fellows where I gathered together a dozen young high school men and women who are our future leaders. And we had an intensive six-week leadership program uh, that was conducted by myself and um, and city staff. Uh, I put in a plug uh, through the generosity of the Ackerman Foundation and Jerry Canard kind of helped put it all together. But it was really a remarkable thing. And that group of 12, had a mock city council meeting as if they were running the city. And you wouldn't believe, number one, the, the, the wonderful debate they had and how civil it was and how productive it was and, and how they dug down into issues, uh, some that, that our current council and I haven't even thought of. So um, this is the kind of uh, leadership and program we need to, to instill in our young people. Uh, that sense of, you know, they're going to take charge. We want them to in a good way and uh, encourage that leadership for the future.
0: But thank you again, Tony. No, no, Thank you. Me. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you.